Welcome, I'm Metal. And I'm Skald, and you're listening to PodcastMan.exe, a podcast detailing our journey through the Mega Man Battle Network anime. Check in, Podcast Man, power up! Alright, so this time around we have a two-parter, but we do know this time around we've got obviously more net battles, and we... Oh wait, oh, before we get into the actual events of the show... I just made a note of one thing in the recap. First of all, do the subs have a recap like last time on... No. But I just wanted to make a note because in that recap, they have like the clip of Miu rising up from smoke to enter, you know, the other side of the arena, right? Uh-huh. And it like changes so it shows that on one half of the screen and then... um you know, her her good boy papyrusman.exe on the other half. But it's kind of funny because, like, the way they do it is, like, they have her rising up, you know, in the full face of the shot, and then they, like, very clearly just, like, squish the whole shot down in order to make it fit only half the screen. So I, I just found that funny. Video editing. Yeah, and not great video editing too, because yeah, it's just like, you know, all gets wider and shit. So yeah, that was funny. This anime has a lot of episodes yeah. and they put out one every week uh-huh. and they don't have any, they have very few recap episodes. So you know what? We give them some slack. <laughs> of course, it's just still funny. So when we actually get started into the episode proper, we open at the Floating Island gift shop. Yep, we are in the souvenir aisle. Melu is trying on a cute little souvenir hat, and then uh-huh. Maddie steals her hat. But you know what? Yeah. It looks great on both of them. It does look great on both of them. Like, it's just, Maddie is just, like, hilariously petty towards this 12-year-old child during this episode. To be fair, I don't think that it helps that the tournament keeps calling Melu, a 12-year-old child, like, the beauty of the Grand Prix. That's not as much of a thing in the in the dub. No. I understand that Maddie, our 23-year-old antagonist, is a little bit upset that the 12-year-old is being called the beauty. Is she actually... Okay, first of all, like, I just want to make sure. Is she actually 23? Like, canonically confirmed? Yeah, she states that in the episode. Oh, okay, because we don't... Yeah, we don't hear that in the dub. God, look at me. I'm four years older than Maddie. It's all right. One day your Mr. Match will come. (laughs) But yeah, no, I don't think, uh, yeah, calling Melu the beauty of the tournament is as much of a thing in the dub they might have said like one thing or maybe like something about role perhaps like calling her cute but yeah i definitely don't think that was much of a thing in the dub so that's interesting but also yai is here and this is the episode where we get joke of forehead shine blinding people it has full military application (laughs) i also uh, appreciated one joke maddie made when she and melu were training insults you know when melu says her navi is roll.exe she's like oh sourdough or dinner roll or something like that like that kind of a roll pun i was like uh i like that and melu also like points out her hair like maddie's hair it's kind of fair like that's a lot of hair for uh, two pigtails, you know, obviously, like, keeping up with her clown aesthetic. 
She probably supplements it with yarn because of the whole raver aesthetic she has going. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I could absolutely see that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so this is the episode where watching this, I was quickly like, oh yeah, so this is when Melu and Maddie have their tournament fight. Uh, I said, oh yeah, this is the cat fight episode. But we do also have Mega Man and Torchman having their battle within this episode. We do. It sort of trades off between the two of them, although I think that Maddie's fight gets more more coverage. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely more more about Melu and Maddie's fight this episode. More about Mega Man and Torchman next episode. In my notes, I want you to know that instead of offering any good analysis, I just wrote, I see match on the screen, I simp. <laughs> I wrote, like, get, I wrote, like, get her ass, Melu, at one point, and I've already forgotten, like, what exactly I was commenting on. So I'll just have to skip to the fact that, um... I found it very funny that when Melu's like ranting about Maddie, Lance just like, who's that? And then I remember like, oh yeah, he didn't actually like meet, he, he's never actually met her yet. So should we get to the big ranting? Because, uh, oh boy, they're going Super Saiyan. They are literally on fire. Yeah. Like... Across them, they are just like literally on fire. They are glowing. They are putting out heat. They are just. Bam. Yeah, like, Melu and Yai are both, like, giving off, like, fire. <laughs> and the, everyone notices and is like, oh, geez, what's got you guys so steamed up? And, like... They've been hacked by Fireman, now they're on fire. It's also funny because it starts out with Melu being completely on on fire, and then Yai comes in, hands her the expensive chips, and is like, oh, get her ass. And then yeah, the no, that was cute. Yai. I, like... I, I like the eye being like, get her ass, take these chips. And then they had a reenactment, and I'm not sure right now, because I'm not sure that this reenactment actually happened, because Lan asks them, well, who is that and what happened? And then they just cut to a Fist of the North Star post-apocalyptic wasteland where they're trading insult. Like when they're out in the middle of this fucking barren parking lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, don't worry, nothing happened. It, it did just, in fact, cut to that. And I was just like, why are you bitches in this parking lot now? I think that was the Melu telling a fake story of where she got the upper hand. Honestly, like, it's not that I don't believe you, but it did not come that It did not come off that way at all. I thought they were just, like, throwing some more, a little shade, like, somewhere more private before the match even began. I could have used a little bit better transition or a better background for it then, because it's like, literally, here we yeah, are in oh, like, Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I just interpreted it as just the parking lot, so yeah, I didn't, I had, I didn't, nothing suggested this wasn't real to me. During that dramatic fight, we do have a lot of back and forth that I know, I just know was not translated directly. Oh, really? Oh, please share. Your breasts are too small. <clears throat> nope. <laughs> uh, nope. Your breasts are too small. Face 20 out of 10. Yeah, nope. That sure. <laughs> Thank God they didn't make that. It, it was largely, I think it was just like teasing other parts about their appearance. But I, I especially remember like Melu getting, beating Maddie at her own game and like getting her about her age. Yeah, yeah. She gets her yeah. about her age. That 
And this is the time where Maddie states very clearly that she is 23. Okay, well, yeah, no, they definitely just retorts with, like, oh, I know. I'm just going on about, like, you know, experience with net battling. We get an announcement from Robita about a match that's currently going on was won in seven seconds. And I thought for sure it was going to be just another instance of Chod, like, trying to fucking speedrun this tournament. But no! It turns out it's Mesa and Sharkman. And I just really appreciate this moment uh, showing off that, yeah, actually, Mesa is really fucking good at net battling. He sure is. And they, of course, introduce him in the tournament as Commander Beef, because he's undercover. Yes, and he, but he, and he says that he is from Beefburg in the dub. And I mean, fair, because like, you know, going on about calcium would make him more obviously Mesa. There's also a lot of ongoing jokes in this episode between Beef and V. What? It's a stupid pun, because Beef sounds like V, and that's the peace sign, V for victory. Oh, I did see him do a bunch of peace signs yes so mm -hmm. okay well now i know that rewind for just a second because there was a cutaway with the navvies talking about their operators glide says yaito sama's large head means that she's intelligent man the dub he I, he's more like oh how dare she say that to yai and just like being you know you know cutely defensive of her yeah 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 and Roll, too. Yeah, and yeah, Roll is also going off about uh, Maddie making fun of Meilu, so yeah, it is cute. But poor Mega Man is kind of just like, yeah, okay, save me, Lan. I know nothing about this, help, please. <laughs> On a weird note, Commander yes. Beef's theme sounds like Gon's theme from Hunter x Hunter. There's also a funny moment with uh, Lan and Mew after Commander Beef's fight. Where Lan is very much like, oh, he looks familiar. It's like, or do I know him or something? Or, no, or maybe like she makes a comment about him and she's and he's like, wait, do you know him? You know who he is? And Mew's just like, oh, uh, no, of course not. And I'm like, Mew, you're a psychic. Aren't you supposed to be a better liar? She's a really bad liar. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, Lan is basically going through the hall to you know get ready for his match. And, you know, I was about to make a note about his walk cycle having another fun time of moving too slowly. But then Yahoot just comes out of the goddamn wall. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep, yep. Because yeah. uh, Lan's, Lan is dissing on Fireman. He is talking down on him. And then Yahoot's are like, oh, no, you do not understand. Yeah, but he just goes out the wall. He literally just faces out of the wall. And he, he's not even talking to Lan. Lan is completely down the hall by that point. Yeah, no. He's just like, yeah, he's just like being, he just came out of the goddamn wall. And there's literally no explanation for it. Like, it will never be explained. It will never be explained. I'm going to have to live with that for the rest of my life. Cut to Rabita, who is giving updates on the different matches via handwritten memos. This is wow, the future. Why are you reading off of handwritten memos? Why are you not using email? I don't know. I didn't really notice that, honestly. Because, like, I became, like, quickly enraptured by just, like, um, 
Mega Man and Torchman exchanging some words that may have been uh, more dub ad-libbing. One important example being Mega Man saying, I'll blow this guy's candle. I'll blow them all away. <laughs> We're gonna blow everybody. I also was like, maybe, you know, is like writing down the fucking sentence mixing of I'll blow this guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I need to confirm. That was that was pure ad-libbing, right? That was pure ad-libbing, but now Thank I can't fucking... get it out of my head. It's a Ruby Spears crossover. Yeah. <laughs> I also just, like, made a note how, like, weird it is that they have these fights at the same time. Because, like, pretty much, like, right after Torchman and Mega Man share some sass, like, we cut over to Wacko Man and Roll. Meanwhile, in Bryce Canyon... <laughs> Wackoman starts the fight by being an incoming bastard and kind of just hurling himself into Roll at the very start. It's hard on Roll because Wackoman is not pulling any punches. He's going all out and she starts to accuse him of cheating. But, you know, he's just fighting well at that point. He's not cheating. It's he's just... not cheating. And I also wouldn't call it cheating, but it is weird. When she throws her roll blast at him and he's just able to catch her attack and eat it. Not cheating, but weird. They actually pointed out when they go to the people who are in the stands commenting, it's not illegal. Yeah. <laughs> that specifically is weird, but not illegal. <laughs> and then Matt is just reapplying her powder in the middle of a match. And there's a moment where... Roll kind of, I guess, like, kicks his big ball away or something. And he's, like, acting like he's defeated and he does even the little wily bow. He does. But then suddenly his ball comes back with a vengeance because it's just bigger now. It was a ruse! Yes. <laughs> Somehow, like, you know, in all the time that's taking to roll... Yeah, huh. To roll to roll, Melu is unable to give Roll the command to move aside. Roll does get her revenge because she starts riding that color man bouncy ball like it's one of those ladybug bouncy yard balls. Did you ever have one of those? I have one of those, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You got the little handle on the front, then you bounce a bounce. She's riding it exactly like that. <laughs> and it's funny because like this was when like this is when everyone starts saying that like maddie's cheating now or something or like playing unfair or like criticizing for putting on her makeup or whatever i get you guys heckling her for being rude and like you know just sort of like supporting Melu. she is playing within the rules at this point and then yeah suddenly everything turns around and like roll is just getting his ass Melu needs to tell roll to move out of the way of his attack but she can just go off on him all on her own. Absolutely. And it's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. I also enjoy her roll control attack. Oh, it's called Heart Flash. Wow. Heart oh, yeah. Flash. Yeah, no, it's called roll control. <laughs> uh, well, roll control really works well, but <laughs> Wacko Man takes out two tiny little Wacko Men and he says, wake up! And then he sends them out to get her and she just uses her heart flash puts little hearts into them they sink into them change their color and they're all in love with roll and going to serve her to the death yep and it's cute and then masa says uh quote i will catch you and bite your nose off well he sure doesn't say that in the dub as i recall it's after this point we 
cut to a great low detail shot of the two lesbians out in the stands talking about how like they know that world three is planning something right now but like they can't do anything about it because they're quote taking advantage of the law by that they mean like they're not actually doing anything wrong yet so they can't just arrest them yep it was beautifully low quality and then some way or another, Wackaman turns the tables on the turns the battle around to his advantage again, and was ch- just sort of chasing roll around on his ball. And uh, I kind of just made the note of "Go, white girl, go." Then we cut back to Lan and Mister Match. Torchman throws some lovely little pixely fireballs, uh, CGI pixel fireballs, at Mega Man. Mega Man is like, "Oh man, Torchman, how'd you get so?" fucking strong yeah and that's when mr match goes on about like how he upgraded Torchman. he has only one goal in mind now and that's to de- delete mega man heck yeah <laughs> he only lives to kill mega man now and there's this great shot of like just their like Torchman's face and match's face and eyes like overlapping together and it's like yeah they they have one purpose now yes and after that we cut right back to maddie and melu and this is when maddie starts actually cheating by basically using her compact mirror to create a reflection that will blind melu this is and already and like I instantly remembered the Chekhov's gun of this episode. Yep, and it doesn't take very long for the Chekhov's gun to fire because Yai comes rushing out of the stands to cheer Melu on despite yeah. this crippling blindness, and Maddie finds that she has met her yeah. true enemy, the one who must be crushed. Turns her uh-huh. compact towards Yai, but then yes, <laughs> how the crumble cookies mm-hmm. on the turntables. Yai's weapons grade polished forehead reflects the light with the uh-huh. blazing power of next episode. It's like Mind Crush, really. Comes across that Yai is very much doing it on purpose. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, I'm glad she that, is. That, She's that doing it on purpose. Comes across in both versions, but yeah. I also just like made a little note that like we had a brief cut to like everyone cheering in the stands, and Mesa just seemed to be like casually ho- holding, uh, Mr. Higsby in like some sort of headlock thing. They were kind of actually like holding each other in happiness. No. That- Maybe this was one, no that, that, like, that oh, this wait, was no, before no. that moment because I remember that moment too. But it was like it was before the moment of triumph when uh, Yai came to save the day. But you no, know, I just made a note of that because it was funny. Did you appreciate the shot of the CG arena as like it was like the point of view of the shine coming at Maddie? It was beautiful. Every time they use CG, it's kind of awkward but we love it mm-hmm. and uh yeah so i mean you know there that's like the there's the climax um but you know there's a point when melu starts using the chips that yai gave her and maddie complains like how she has like all these super strong chips and it's like uh, <laughs> yeah sorry maddie that's what having rich friends gets you sorry maddie it's not against the rules it's not cheating <laughs> Uh, Melu wins the fight. Everyone is very acutely supportive of her and so very proud of her. They should be. She yeah. did it. She won the match fair and square. Yeah. Yeah. Because she wasn't the one who shined back at her. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah. 
But yeah, so she wins the fight. Um, but before the episode ends, we get another brief sequence with Mega Man and Torchman. Starting with them like standing back to back like stupid dramatic bastards as they like prepare to like get their fight really going or whatever. And then uh they jump away from each other and I thought like they were gonna take out like, you know, their blasters and shoot, but no, they jump away from each other and draw their swords. And their swords make a terrible noise. I hate it when they clash. It's it's a really annoying noise. Yeah, I've never been particularly bothered by that sound. The boys are go- about to have a good, passionate fight, and I'm happy for them. And I'm happy for Match, who gives a great evil laugh at the end of the episode. We love a good evil laugh. <laughs> Match is wonderful. But what do they call the uh, chip? The uh the trident chip that uh roll uses uh i don't remember anymore it probably I, I feel like trident came up so yeah i think it was also still the trident chip okay because um yeah in the original roll says mm-hmm. get him poseidon out of nowhere she just sh- summons this fish that has a trident yes that, shoots that does happen water. she says get him poseidon and the only thing the one thought that was going through my mind uh-huh. from then until the end of the episode. Uh-huh. Hark, Shark Man! Hark! Bellow, bid our operator, Commander B, rise from the depths. Memorizing that speech is one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Um, okay, let's, for now, we shall move on to the next episode. And, uh, luckily, this starts with more CG. We love it. There's a 3D animation of these special prismatic spotlights slash solar collectors. Yes, we get to see them move, and it's delightful. Frankly, they're pretty. I really like them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, 100% agreed with that. I, I definitely enjoyed the shot of them. We go straight to Mega Man and Torch Man fighting, and Mega Man's getting him good. Like, he starts with, like, a... It starts with, like, a really good punch he gives right to Torch Man's fucking smokestack face. Through the whole beginning of it, Lan and Hub are just doing very well together. They really are. I'm glad you noticed that, because all I wrote was, God, he's so built nothing can contain his biceps or glutes <laughs> i'm not wrong though they just draw him all like no you are not wrong you're so fucking valid it's just funny it's the same thing that they do in superhero comics because uh here's an internal secret oh boy what they do is they first just draw basically a naked human Right. And then you draw lines for where the clothes and the superhero costume go. And the- I mean, I thought that's just like how it how you do it cuz like yeah, I pretty much do the same thing. No, but I mean like you go into real detail. Gotcha. Because like when you're drawing clothes, yeah, you do start with the basic human form, but you don't draw in all the abs before you put a shirt on. Ah, fair, fair enough. But you just you do go into all that detail when you're drawing spandex heroes because all you really need to do to say, look, this hero is in its spandex costume and it's so easy to draw. I don't have to draw the clothing folds. I don't have to draw anything but these extra little lines and maybe a pouch here or there. Right. And that's basically the treatment they give to Mr. Batch. Unfortunately, our view of Mr. Match is momentarily interrupted. Another round of fucking Chod being the goddamn peanut gallery again. I was just like, ugh, here here he is. Here's the little bitch. 
Yeah, don't worry. All my notes said was shod. But we also cut to Maddie and Count Zap in the stand as well. And, you know, also commenting on, uh, you know, on the fact that Mr. Match isn't doing so good. But what's important is that Maddie calls Mr. Match Big Red, which just is great. Oh, man, that is great. She also stamps on Zap's foot. Yes, she does do that. Because he has the temerity to remind her that she didn't make it to the next round. Yeah. So, yeah, we cut back to the fight. Uh, we get a really funny, at least to me, we have a funny little shot of Mega Man just, like, throwing all these, like, rapid punches with, like, this most blank expe- expression on his face. Like, you know, he's pretty much got the same expression as his NES sprite. It's less, ura, 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 and more, ura, 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 ura. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, Match is obviously losing, and he starts going on about, like, how, you know, oh, the real match is going to begin. I'm like, oh god, what fucking cheap trick have you got up your sleeve? Match, are you gonna change the weather, I wrote. <laughs> oh no, Match has hacked yet another heating system. Who could have seen this coming? Yeah. See, in the dub, I don't know like if he does so in the Raws. Um he for, yeah, he first comments on the weather like, "Oh, it's oh, it's it's a it's perfect great weather day for out, Man isn't it?" Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, every time I want to like say one of his lines, I like reflexively want to do a Scottish accent because like it it feels wrong to not. But then I quickly remember, "Wait, no, I actually can't do Scottish accents at all." But anyway, he's commenting on the weather talking about how like oh it's about to get real hot in here you're gonna feel the heat or something like this and what i wrote for my note on this part was like just on days like this kids like you should burn in hell that's a good note i love it (laughs) yeah and so and then after that i was just like oh you're just gonna give everyone fucking heat exhaustion i get it okay great as it turns out he has a bunch of viruses hack into solar panels system of the arena dome he makes the dome itself like close in on itself like you know it's like basically something that's meant to protect from say rain it closes up and then i was certain that he was going to roast everyone alive but no he just summons the sun no biggie and i mean to be fair it definitely doesn't seem like much at first I, I, I also just made a note that, like, I loved how it was, like, essentially, like, the same idea as Maggie's trick, but on a much bigger scale. It really is. He was like, I think you can beat him with that, lassie. Hold my beer. So, yeah, so now he's just got the fucking sun, and it's blinding Lan, because, you know, it's right between them. But somehow Match can just has this ability to be able to look directly into a miniature sun and not flinch. Well, they talk about that later. Zap. Zap says that Match must be a new type of being or a mutant or something because he's smiling in the heat. Yeah, no, he's just able to stare directly at the sun. You and can just do it. Yeah, as it goes on, because Mr. Match goes on about, like, Torchman able to grow stronger from the heat of the sun, and I kind of just like that. Yeah. Yeah, just like neat little thing fireman uses all of the concentrated power of the sun to power up and recharge himself fine it works that way now fine it's cool i don't care that's neat 
at one point we for we just stop treating these like net navvies they've become stands it's okay because yeah like even though the sun isn't in you know their virtual fighting arena exactly although i don't know i no, the sun is not there in the virtual fighting arena the sun is only there in the actual arena and it's the sun the actual sun right it's the sun it's the sun and uh, so yeah, so Lan is obviously not able to see the fight so well anymore, and yeah, and because there's a fucking sun in the arena now, it is steadily growing hotter. You can see people in the audience, yeah, they're they're pretty uncomfortable. So obviously, it's really bad for Lan. And then Chaud, yes, whose name I spelled this time as C H U A O D D. I said Chaud quote says, "Who's behind this?" As if people in this series have no modus operandi. I mean, you know what? He, what he says in the original is so much better because, like, he in the dub, he kind of just, like, throws some shade at Lan. And, like, buddy, he's not doing so good because he's not in a fair fight right now. I don't know. Does he even live in Dentec City? No, but he pretends that he knows everything in the universe. Okay, well, clearly he fucking doesn't, because, yeah, he doesn't know Mr. Match. He doesn't Match. know Mr. Match. And that's an important thing to know. His stand is the tarot card, the sun. <laughs> so Lan's in trouble, and his friends are very quickly like, oh, we gotta do something. Like, you know, Rabida also announces that, yes, it is viruses that have caused the malfunctions of the solar panel system. Uh, Lan's buddies are all like, oh, let's, you know, jack into the network and do something. And Sal and Miu are there, too. And they're like, oh, we should absolutely do something about this. But then they get a call from Commander Beef who says, no, no, no. Let's uh let's let's wait on it for a while. Let let the kids do it. Yeah, he wants to give the kids a shot to do it all themselves. And you know what? Since Todu is there, yeah, that... I was also gonna say like you have Iceman there. Yeah, you guys are good. Iceman's there. Everything will be fine. He's got this. <laughs> oh. Oh, but then my next note, I had to emphasize what was probably another round of dub ad living, where Torchman calls Mega Man Mega Muffin. <laughs> like, bring up in the oven. And, like, there's a shot of him, like, kind of just having little, little Habu trapped in a hot hug. He's able to fight off to at least get out of his hold, uh, which Torchman calls him a little punk. He sends out a fire attack that just changes the whole virtual stage into more of a lava-looking level. Mega Man just saying, like, oh, this is mega bad or something like that. Anything like that remotely said. No. Okay, no. great. But you know what was said? What? Right before the commercial break, Mr. Match saying, I'll let you taste the true meaning of hell. Well, okay, well, hold on, hold on. I counter that with this. In the dub... We get a uh, Torchman asking, how do you like my cooking? And Mega Man replies, well, it smells funny, and it looks like you made a mess in the kitchen. Pretty good, but it doesn't have the word hell in it. It doesn't have the word hell, but it is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. We get more of just Lan, like, really suffering under the heat of the being so close to this fucking sun, while Match, who is equidistant from the sun is still just perfectly fine at this point i asked like so yeah matches a fucking desert creature right he absolutely is yeah and then torchman calls him 
Mega Muffin a second time. If it works, it works. It is. It's really funny, and I, it's very cute. Now I probably uh I probably blanked out a lot of the fight happening here because something something happens next when t the tide is turning against Mega Man he's in dire straits as this heat is getting to everyone including Lan who can't even put the chips yeah no he start his like vision is fucking up like he straight up passes out like kind of yeah he straight up passes out he like he like falls it's like yes is anyone gonna like fucking send medical help for this person who's having a fucking heat stroke well um Melu, uh-huh please tell me this gets into the dub okay because she 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 yells in slow motion no nope nope yeah no she just like calls out to land at like a completely uh normal speed while things are so dire, both for Land and Mega Man and for the kids, there's just too many viruses. But in true Shark Man fashion, he shows up to help at the last goddamn minute. And it's like, oh man, finally. Because we need Shark Man. We sort of do, but Iceman was doing really well. He had a whole bunch of mooks frozen. He did. He was doing well. Uh, a big thing just came in from behind and was like about to get him by surprise. And that's when Shark Man shows up. This is definitely a time for a watery boy like Shark Man. True, true. It was definitely a time for a good watery boy like Shark Man. And he's the hero to the kids. Mm -hmm. And um, Commander Beef reveals himself as Shark Man's NetOp. And this is when I, and this is when, you know, he does the peace sign and says, Beef! He sure does. <laughs> he sure does say that, and Mew's all like going around talking about beef. <laughs> yeah. I have to conjure this image into the listener's mind of really old phone banks. Before everyone had cell phones, there would be little phone banks, one next to the other, with a payphone on them, mm -hmm. sort of like urinal. Yes, yes. And they are all at one of those, except it's a jack-in point to get onto the net. And so all the kids are standing there at the physical jack-in point, and so is Commander Beef. Right, so, you know, obviously he has Just right there. He has to introduce himself. But though the viruses are taken care of, the sun in the arena does not instantly disappear. We get a really pretty funny shot of, like, Torchman kind of just sending Hub flying. And in the dub, he also comments, A falling star. Silly me, I forgot to make a wish. That's cute. It is cute. But yeah, just as all hope seems lost, yada yeah, yada, yeah, Lan pushes himself to get back up, and the dome opens back up, and the sun disappears, so yeah, it's not so blazing hot, so he quickly regains his senses, is able to defeat Torchman. But wait, 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 I remember now. Sorry, I, I was skipping ahead of my notes here. Because... They defeat the viruses, you know, the arena starting to go back to normal lands, regaining his strength, and the kids call out to him that, like, yeah, they busted all the the viruses, uh, it'll be okay now. And I just ha had to make a note that, like, at the shot of the kids, like, kind of peeking over the um, railway, yeah, I just looked cute, like, doing her little peeking over it, because, you know, she's so short, so it was just, like, her head and hands above the rail. She's tiny. She's a little bean. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, Lan is able to fight again, and his his idea to stop three patterned pillar of fire coming towards Mega Man is to lay down three bombs to stop them, which I don't think is how you stop fire, but... Well, you know what they say, you fight fire with fire. I mean, yeah, shit, I guess they do literally say that. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so the smoke clears, Mega Man is standing back up, and Torchman gives another great, probably ad-lib line. You're gonna love it. And it's like, doesn't matter, I'm still blowing. <laughs> so I just like, yeah, I just wrote that note with ellipses. Like, it speaks for everybody. <laughs> and then, um, I really liked the series of shots like at the end when it's like their last sword fight yeah yeah they were they were artistic and they were dramatic i yeah. liked them too yeah 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 and uh at the end fireman is bisected and match is so worried is like torchman log out yeah he's really worried we love it yeah <laughs> and so yeah so that's the match uh the arena screen says battle over and it's text aligns to the right and it bothers me see you later space cowboy and then match gives a good line after his defeat well ain't that a, isn't that a fine kill kick in the kilt <laughs> needless to say that's dub only but thank oh boy god. are they taking advantage of it thank god, god. <laughs> yeah they they Exit that, and while going to celebrate their victory, who do they come across mm -hmm. but Orson Welles, who starts slow clapping. Yeah, Chaw gives him a fucking slow clap like a motherfucker. And it's like, you know, and he... Congratulations on your match, but that was the worst match I've ever seen. Okay, so I'm glad that he's, he's like, in the original as well, is just a bitch about it. Like, shut the fuck up, Chaw. Lan was literally dying of a heat stroke. Chaud, you were in an air-conditioned compartment completely away from the match. You were not exposed to the raw heat of the actual sun. Like, he has no fucking idea. That little bitch with his, like, fucking uh, full-sleeve jacket and, like, long baggy pants, like, he wouldn't have lasted five seconds out there. He would have been dead. And, but luckily, like, in the dub, Yai is just immediately like, Shut up! This is why you have no friends, Chad! And I'm like, get his ass, girl! I love that! Yai may be rich, <laughs> but she understands the power of friendship, and she is constantly sharing her wealth. Yeah, I mean, among her friends. Okay, yeah, but that's better than being super rich and also a bitch, like Chad is. Yeah. Like Chaud. <laughs> yeah. Now we learn now we have learned that Chaud is the rich fucker that needs to be eaten. Absolutely. And then they sort of they rush through Sal defeating Number Man at the end. Yeah, yeah. I was also like, wait, we're gonna squeeze in the last fight at the end? Alright. But I was like, oh, obviously this is gonna, like, I don't need to know, like, how far into the episode we're in to know that this is gonna be a quick match. Because obviously Woodman is just going to pulverize poor number man, that poor nerd. Yup. And in fact, he basically impales him with a bunch of yeah, wooden sticks like that rise up out of the ground. It is the end for number man. 
like yeah they just send him flying off but like you know in a crueler world number man would have just been impaled in a crueler world number man would have been sent off to the great desert of counting sand well, he'd like that though so that wouldn't be so bad no, i know he'd probably that, like that's that. what i'm saying you know he's been sent to heaven oh where yeah he can count all the sand he wants <laughs> Number man, count how many sand. Until the, the darn hedgehogs come running through it and they mess up so he loses count. But yeah, so that's the end of the episode. Poor Higsby just gets his shit ripped apart in like two seconds. So rip him. Well, you know, he's there for comic relief. Yeah, yep. All right. So yeah, that is it for this week's pair of episodes. Next week... Um, I have to double check my notes. next week. Dav, I think it might be Dav. Hold on, uh, yeah, because it might be next week. They have the big gala where they meet Jod for real. Okay, oh, we get to see Miss Mari in a cute dress. Yes, that's right. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Oh my god, all right, yeah. So we very well like could finally have Dav. So yeah, you have that to look forward to, audience, listeners, whatever. Podcast man logging out! Commander Beef rise from the depths, full foul in his fury, black waves teeming with salt foam to smother this young mouth with pungent slime to choke ye, engorging your organs till ye turn blue and bloated with bilge and brine, and can scream no more, only when he, crowned in battle ships with slithering eel fursona and big fish flag, take up his fell befinned arm, his coral-tied P.T., screeches for calcium in the tempest and plunges right through your gullet, bursting ye a bulging bladder no more. But a blasted, bloody film now, a nothing for the meadows and the souls of the deleted navvies to peck and claw and feed upon, only to be lapped up and swallowed by the infinite waters of the dread emperor himself. Forgotten to any man, to any time, forgotten to any god or devil, forgotten even to the sea, for any stuff or part of Maddie, even any scantling of your soul is Maddie no more, but is now itself the seeing.